Hi guys. So today we're thinking about Jesus and his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. But you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of another triumphal entry that's coming up. Because in June, King Charles and Queen Camilla will parade from Buckingham Palace to Westminster Abbey. And it's going to be spectacular. It's going to be amazing. Jesus was praised by thousands of people. This will be watched by millions. There'll be pomp. There'll be the illusion of power. There'll be amazing things happening. But you know, when you think about it, Charles doesn't have any power. You think, well, what's actually this king for in in the present day? What do we have kings for? Now, way, way back in the Bible, Zechariah the prophet, in his time, kings were really powerful. And he'd know what kings were for, but he didn't have a king. Because his people had been in exile in Babylon for 70 years. And he was the first wave to come back. And when the people were taken into exile, their king and his sons were killed. And now Zechariah and 40,000 people were back to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem out of the rubble and the ruins. And if Zechariah was asked what a king was for, he'd say they want a new king who is a descendant of David who would restore Israel to the glory it had had before with the power and the prestige it had had before. And then he had a vision. And what did he see? He saw a different kind of king. Not on a war horse, not with armies, not with chariots, but a king riding a donkey, a humble king, but righteous and victorious. And this king was coming to bring peace for all the nations. And he was going to reign from sea to sea, from the river Euphrates to the ends of the earth. 500 years later, When Jesus sat on that donkey, he knew exactly what he was doing. He was saying, here I am, I am Zechariah's king. And the people that were waving the palm branches, what were they thinking? They were thinking, here comes Zechariah's king. But what did they expect him to do? They expected him to kick out the Romans, to get rid of the puppet kings, and to restore the fortunes of Israel, bring it back to the former glory that it had under King David and King Solomon. But the religious authorities watching, they were worried. They were worried because if Jesus was crowned king, they would lose their power, they would lose their privilege. But more than that, they were worried if Jesus was crowned king, the Romans would come down hard and there would be disaster. But for Jesus, he knew what a king was for, and it was something completely different. So of course, Jesus is the king of kings, the one the universe was created for and through. But he was walking to Jerusalem with one aim in mind, and that was to die for the world. And in doing so, he turned everything we think is important about life on its head, 
because we think power and privilege and possessions are what's very important. But for Jesus and for God, what is really important is being a servant and self-giving love. And that was what Jesus, our King, came to show us. And we are followers of the King. And it's kind of difficult, isn't it, in this world where you're told that power is important, that privilege is important, that possessions are important, to actually turn it round. We knew in the pandemic that what was really important in life was service and self-giving love, but we seem to have forgotten it again. So when we look at our palm crosses, if you want to just lift them up now, what do our palm crosses represent? They represent two things. They represent the people waving their palms to praise Jesus. And we are called to praise Jesus. But also it represents the King of Kings who is walking into Jerusalem to give his life for his people. And we follow him, and we follow him to Jerusalem. And that means, as in the words of the Servant King song, to give our lives as a daily offering of worship to the Servant King.